this song if I didn't have the Holy Ghost. You know, I read just a little bit, a clip of the news today, that um, the United States is very concerned because Russia has nuclear uh, submarines. I don't know if you've read it. It's coming out more in the news, more and more, but they're right here on the East Coast. And for many years, um, it was saying in the article I read that we did not track them. We didn't even know they were there. And they've been out around the United States, but now they've moved on. That's us, folks. That's us. Yeah. And you know, I get to thinking about it sometimes. What if? What if? I read today, again, a little clip about Euphrates driving up, drying up, you know, and many believe that's a forerunning of the coming of Christ. What if? Oh, if we're if we're not ready to go, I want to be ready, full of the Holy Ghost, yes. ready to go, full of the Holy Ghost, because we don't know the day nor hour. You know, full of the Holy Ghost, and knowing, Lord, your time, is, your coming's at hand. I want to be ready. I want the power of your Spirit to.
Truly, our hope and our help is in God's hands. Not necessarily this, but being in His church, uh, in the assembly of His people, in His presence. Amen. I appreciate the Lord. There's so many today that are saying, we don't need to go to church anymore. It's just crazy. But, uh, you know, uh, a lot of those people that they put a lot of confidence in, they're not standing too good. And I appreciate the Lord that we can have confidence in God's Word no matter what. And so here this evening, um, we've been talking about the resurrection, the rapture. Um, I don't have a problem using the term rapture. Uh, I do believe that that is referring to what is called the first resurrection. And... um, Contrary to what some have said, there are some that have said that there are seven resurrections in God's plan, and he uses different things talking about it. Uh, talks about Elijah being resurrected from the dead and all that. But you have to understand, Elijah's coming back and he's going to die again. And then he's got to be have the real resurrection. I call and consider the resurrection of the Lord whenever we get our new bodies. Amen. And we will forever be with the Lord. And so in that particular case, there hasn't been any resurrections. There's just been one that qualifies for that. And that's Jesus. And he said he was the first fruits of the resurrection. That's the resurrection I'm going to talk to us tonight about. Some, if the Lord would help us. And so, uh, if you have your Bibles, I uh, look with us over in uh, Revelations chapter 14. Revelations 14. And uh, it's just a few of us here tonight. And so, uh, let's let's... Let's see what these scriptures have for us here today. Um, uh, If you'll allow me, I'm just going to try to cover most of this chapter, but some of this I'll just have to go through quickly to get down to the place that I want to talk to us about. So let's start in verse 1. And uh, if you will stand with us. Uh, as we take a text here for the message here this evening. And I looked and lo, a lamb stood on Mount Sinai. I'm sorry, on Sinai. Zion. Thank you. And with him a hundred and forty and four thousand, having his father's name written in their foreheads. And I heard a voice from heaven as the voice of many waters. And as the voice of a great thunder. And I heard the voice of harpers harping with their harps. And they sung as it were a new song before the throne. And before the four beasts and the elders. And no man could learn that song but the hundred and forty-four thousand. Which were redeemed from the earth. These are they which were not defiled with women. For they are virgins. These are they which follow the Lamb whithersoever he goeth. 
These were, uh, these were redeemed from among men, being the first fruits unto God and to the Lamb. And in their mouth was found no guile, for they are without fault before the throne of God. And I saw another angel fly in the midst of heaven, having the everlasting gospel to preach unto them that dwell on the earth and to every nation and kindred and tongue and people, saying with a loud voice, Fear God and give glory to Him, for the hour of His judgment is come. And worship Him that made heaven and earth and the sea and the fount uh, fountains of waters. And there, I'm sorry, and there followed another angel saying, Babylon is fallen, is fallen. That great city, because she made all nations drink of the wine of her wrath, of her fornication. And the third angel followed them, saying with a loud voice, If any man worship the beast and his image, and receive his mark in the forehead or in his hand, the same shall drink of the wine of the wrath of God, which is poured out without mixture, into the cup of his indignation, and he shall be tormented with fire and brimstone in the presence of the holy angels and in the presence of the Lamb. And the smoke of their torment ascendeth up for uh, forever and ever, and they shall have no rest day nor night who worship the beast and his image and whosoever receiveth the mark of his name. Here is the patience of the saints. Here are they that keep the commandments of God and of the faith of Jesus. And I heard a voice from heaven saying unto me, Write, blessed are the dead which die in the Lord from henceforth. Yea, saith the Spirit, that they may rest from their labors and their works to follow them. And I looked, and behold, a white cloud, and upon the cloud one sat, like unto the Son of Man, having on his head a golden crown, and in his hand a sharp sickle. And another angel came out of the temple, crying with a loud voice to him that sat on the cloud, Thrust in thy sickle, and reap, for the time is come for thee to reap, for the harvest of the earth is ripe. And he that sat on the cloud thrust in his sickle, and the earth, uh, I'm sorry, uh, thrust in his sickle on the earth, and the earth was reaped. And another angel came out of the temple, which is in heaven, he also having a sharp sickle. <clears throat> and another angel come from the altar, which had power over fire, and cried with a loud voice to him that hath the sharp sickle, saying, Thrust in thy sharp sickle, and gather the cluster of the grapes of the earth, for the grapes are fully ripe. And the angel thrust in his sickle into the earth, and gathered the vine of the earth, and cast it into the great winepress of the raft of God. And the winepress was trodden down without the city, and the blood came out of the winepress, even unto the horse's bridle, by the space of six thousand and six 
hundred forlongs. Let's bow our heads. Dear Lord Jesus, we thank you for the revelation of you. We thank you, Lord, that I thank you that I've had a personal revelation of you, Lord. That you came by and knocked on my door and I answered. I thank you for that and I thank you, Lord, for your grace and your mercy that you've given unto us now in this day that we are able to ask you, Lord, for that gift of God. And Lord, I thank you that, Lord, now my name is written in that land's book of life. And I thank you for those that are here with me whose names are there also. And here, Lord, I pray, help us in looking at your word, be look hopeful and looking for your soon return. For truly, Lord, the harvest is white unto harvest. Amen. It's time, Lord, and we're looking for you to come. Come by, Lord. Reap. Call your bride. Call us unto yourself, we pray. In Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen and Amen. This is, um, <clears throat> this is a, in my view, one of the most wonderful chapters of the book of Revelation because of its spreading so much of talking about the end times. I think it answers a lot of questions. It answers the question about the 144,000. Where are they at? It uh, answers about the first fruits and who are part of the 144,000. And I'm sorry, I'm looking at most all of us in here. None of us can be part of that 144,000 because they came out of the 12 tribes of Israel. They didn't just come out of the 12 tribes of Israel. Notice the qualifications of them that came out. Verse 4, And these are they which were not defiled with women, for they are virgins. These are they which followed after the Lamb whithersoever he goeth. These were redeemed, redeemed notice past tense, redeemed from among men, being the first fruits unto God and to the Lamb. And in their mouth was found no guile, for they uh, were, they are without fault before the throne of God. So to me, that tells us where they're at right now. I can't really tell you where they came from and how they acted. I, I have surmisings I could tell you. But that's not really what I'm wanting to preach about here. Then notice here, me and Brother Robert quite often talk about that God uses men to carry forth the gospel. Huh? He hasn't used angels. He hasn't used heavenly beings to come down and preach. But there's coming one last chance, one last opportunity for the inhabitants of the earth the Lord is going to send an angel to fly over the earth, amen, and to proclaim the salvation of the Lord, amen, and to give them one more opportunity to repent and to come unto Jesus, amen. And then we see uh, the word about Babylon, 
Babylon is fallen, is fallen. Uh, you know, whenever we went into, uh, when George Bush was, was uh, president, the last George Bush was president, I somewhat thought, this is it. Huh? Babylon's going to fall. Because I don't know if you realize it or not, but the, what's, what's the capital city of Iraq? Baghdad. Baghdad. Outside the city walls of Baghdad, just a few miles down the road there, is the ancient foundations and gates of Babylon. Right there. And we, I thought, Brother Robert, this must be it. Huh? It wasn't. It wasn't. Huh? I've heard preachers preach, you know, uh, different places about different places that could be Babylon. It could be, you know, uh, some, uh, Rome. I've heard of it talked about being Rome. It could be. I heard some preachers preach that New York could be Babylon. And when I first heard it, I thought, that's crazy. I don't know. I don't know. But I think Jesus let us know who Babylon is. Jerusalem is Babylon. And so there's coming a time when Babylon is going to fall and it's going to the torment of it's going to go up forever and ever. And he talks about those who are going to be cast into that lake of fire. The lake of fire. Now, uh, it's hard to describe, but in my mind, in the way that I feel like the Lord showed me, is that hell is beneath, right? Hell is beneath. Hell right now, we could call it an aquifer of fire huh it is a lake of fire under the earth but when the lake of fire burst out onto the surface of the earth like it will during this particular time it's going to reveal itself and at that particular time the lord's going to be sending different ones into that lake of fire with eventually the antichrist and the Antichrist and all of the people around them going to be cast into that lake of fire. Amen. For them to burn and for them to be tormented for 1,000 years. That's what we call the millennial reign. And so the Lord tells through his prophet John here all of these terrible things to come. But then he pulls up and he says, Here's the patience of the saints. Here's why we wait. Here's why we wait joyfully. With joyful endurance. That's why we wait with these aches and pains. You know, Satan, uh, he can take our money from us. He can take our friends from us. He can take our liberty from us. He can do all kind of things. And he can even... I think cause pain in our lives like he did with Job. Okay? God's got a purpose in it. Folks, saints, 
He can only go as far as the Lord lets him go. And we've got that scripture. He will not suffer us to be uh, tempted more than we are able, but will with the temptation make a way of escape that we be able to bear it. Thank the Lord. I believe in it. Amen. There's been times I have prayed, Lord, I think I'm at my limit. <laughs> Lord, I think I'm there. And then a few times I got relief right away. And other times he let me know my limits were farther than what I thought I had. Right. Amen. Yeah. But uh, here is the patience of the saints. Here are they that keep the commandments of God. Oh, wait a minute. It's all by grace. But you don't have to keep the commandments of God. Isn't that crazy? How we've got such a large movement in America today that is against the word of God, against the commandments of God, who feel like they are able to do whatever they want to and claim to be saved. God's got rules. Amen. They are his commandments. And if you want to know, well, which ones, brother, brother Jeff? These. These. Amen. And so, here's the patience. Here are they that keep the commandments of God and the faith of Jesus. If you are able to keep the commandments of God and you don't have the faith of Jesus, it's not going to do you any good. You've got to have Jesus. Truth of the matter is, there's no way for you to keep the commandments of God unless Jesus is living in you and through you. Amen. And so he, uh, he, John, the revelator, heard, heard that voice said, uh, Right, blessed are the dead which die in the Lord from henceforth. Now, I know it's talking about right there, but did you know that from the time that Jesus raised from the dead, and ascended back into heaven. That verse is even true unto them. Blessed are they that die in the Lord. Amen. If we die in the Lord, well, and we're in the grave, and we may not fully disintegrate, but we're asleep. Our souls and our spirits have been caught back up into heaven with our Lord. And there's coming a time of that great resurrection when our souls and our bodies, our new bodies, will be reunited together. And then that new immortal body. Yeah. Woo! Amen. Lord, I like to have hair. I'm not exactly sure at what age he'll, you know, we would like to always think in the prime of our lives, but maybe, hopefully not, but maybe this is it. But you know what? I'll just be happy. It won't really matter to me up there. I'll just be happy. And so <clears throat> he goes on. He said, Yea, saith the Spirit, that they may rest from their labors and their works to follow them. We're not to look back to hunger after Sodom and Gomorrah. But we should look back from time to time to see how's our works. What kind of works are following us? Do we have 
any works. I, I clearly remember Sister Peoples when she got up with tears in her eyes and she said, Brother Jeff, I looked over my past year and she said, I, didn't, I can't remember or I can't uh, find where I helped anyone come to Christ this past year. And she got burdened about it. And I'll be honest with you, it burdened the rest of us too. Huh? We need to have a burden. I don't know about you, I want to see souls saved. I want to see souls heading toward heaven. <clears throat> it hurts me, and I know it hurts y'all too, to see anybody turn aside. And we see so much of that turning aside, turning aside. Or some that can't even seem to stay in the way. Well, we got to try. Got to keep trying. Amen. Keep trying. It said, And I looked, and behold, a white cloud. And upon the cloud one sat like unto the Son of Man, having on his head a crown, a golden crown, and in his hand a sickle. Now, in all honesty, until just that moment, I never imagined Jesus with a sickle just like that until my mind. Huh? We've all seen what looks like the devil with a sickle in his hand, the death angel, but until and I know I read it over and over again. I even talked about that sickle, but it just pictured in my mind what a different picture, but it is a different picture. It's a cloud of light instead of a cloud of darkness. Amen. It's a cloud with uh, one who is the Lord himself, Jesus Christ. Amen. With a golden crown. And he's got a sickle on there. And he's coming to, uh, well, I, I'm getting ahead of myself. He's got that sharp sickle in his hand. And another angel came out of the temple, crying with a loud voice to him that sat on the cloud with the one with the sickle, with the golden crown, okay? He said, thrust in thy sickle and reap. For the time is come for thee to reap, for the harvest of the earth is ripe. And he that sat on the cloud thrust in his sickle on the earth, and the earth was reaped. You say, Brother Jeff, what is that? He's talking about the first resurrection. Amen. In the Old Testament, Jesus is described many times as the branch. Huh? The branch. Jesus even talked about the vine and the branch. Amen. And we are the vine and he is the branch. We are to be in him. We cannot bear fruit without Him. We cannot really do anything for the kingdom of God without Him. We might think we're doing something, but we can't. And I'll tell you something else. We can't live without being in the branch. Amen. Gaining that uh, nutrient and all of the, the good things that come through a plant, which I don't really know that all about. 
but I'm telling you, He's the branch and everything that's good comes from Him. I want to be the vine, but I don't want to be just a straggly old vine. I want to be a vine that's got grape clusters on it with me. Amen. And we're a grape. Huh? How's the grapes out there? Amen. I'm ready for harvest. I didn't say raisins. I said grapes. <laughs> Amen. I'm ready for harvest. At least, Lord, I hope I am. You know, I think I am. He said, thrust it in. This thrusting in is, like I said, it is talking about that first resurrection. It is talking about uh, blessed is he that hath part in the first resurrection. Amen. We don't want to have part in the second resurrection because that's the resurrection that's going to go before the great white throne. Amen. And everybody's life is going to be uh, looked at. Amen. And because it has not been covered in the blood. It's my personal opinion. That nobody in that second resurrection is going to make it. Huh? We better be. We may disagree one way or the other about a few years here one way or the other. But we're all going out on the same boat. The ship of Zion. Come on. We're heading out. I want to be ready. I got my ticket in my hand like I mentioned this morning. And I'm looking for the Lord to come. It's important for us to be ready for that harvest. You know, when the harvest comes, whenever my blueberries on my little blueberry bush, when they get ready, they don't just stop because they're ready. Huh? They don't just stop receiving the sun cooking them seeds, all that kind of stuff. They don't, no, they just keep on. And unless they're harvested, then they'll dry up and fall down and hopefully a new plant comes out of that. But what I'm here to say is just because we're getting closer to the day that the Lord is going to bring judgment on this earth and close to the day of harvest doesn't mean we got to quit being a great. We've got to have fruit. Yes. We've got to keep receiving nutrient from the vine. Yes. We've got to keep growing the best that we can. Yes. Come on. Yes. And so the Lord is coming. And I want to be ready for Him. Let me look at one place here. I can't quite remember what the scripture was about here. The Lord is looking and he is checking on his fruit. And he's checking on the time. And I have to tell you, I know that that in there talks about um, that the harvest is ready. Um, but I don't believe that it's com- he's coming because the harvest is ready. I think he's coming because Jesus said, only the Father knows. And the Father spoken, go get your bride. Go reap your harvest. 
Amen. And oh, what a day that's going to be. What a harvest that's going to be. I'm looking forward to that time. Because in that first harvest, there's going to be joy. But in that second harvest, it's going to be bad. Amen. I don't know who Trey talks to, but uh, he says some interesting things. And uh, this morning, we were talking a little bit about the, the coming of the Lord. He said, oh, it's going to be bad on them. It's going to be bad on them sinners, you know, or something to that effect, you know. And I said, yeah, it sure will be. It sure will be. He said, but they told me it's going to be really bad on us Christians. I said, oh, no, Trey. It's not going to be bad on us Christians. It's going to be wonderful. Amen. I'm not saying we're going to get through here without a scrape or, or a tribulation or trouble or any of that type of sort. But, oh, well, you know, all they can do is kill us. Yeah. Hallelujah. Woo! I love that little uh, chick track years ago. I can't remember the name of it. It shows a burglar coming into a house and uh, he startles the man that lives in the house and the burglar pulls a gun on you and he said, I'm going to kill you. The man said, go ahead. With a big smile on his face. And the burglar says, what? Are you crazy? You want to die? He said, I'm saved. I'm a Christian. And if I die, I know I'm going to heaven. Amen. Go ahead. Whatever you want to do. Yeah. Well, that should be our attitude. Yeah. Because to be present, amen, right now, really and truly is the Lord's. I'm glad to be on this earth. But oh, I'd much rather be in His forever presence. Yeah. Amen. And so when we're absent from this earth, we become present with the Lord. And when we die, amen, it's just a body, folks. It's just a body. Amen. Amen. They can drag you through the streets. I think with Cromwell, he was a hated man in England. And so after a new regime came in, and he'd been dead for a few years, they dug him up. They did. They disemboweled him, hung him on a tree, drug him around town, and then quartered him before they burned what was left. You know how much effect that had on Cromwell? Nothing. 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 He didn't feel a thing. He was dead. It was all symbolic. Amen. He's dead. He was gone already. I don't know which way he went, but anyway, he was already gone. That didn't have any effect. And likewise, when we die, it's over with. Now, I'm not uh, expounding on, you know, uh, being cremated at death. Personally, I don't want to be cremated at death. But if my enemy burns me I'll still make it but God's people normally are buried in the ground amen with a nice epitaph on there something about your service for the Lord come on thousands of years ago that's the way they done it 
I don't know about you. It seemed like a pretty good way to do it right now. Yeah. Amen. I don't know how I got off on that. But anyway, there's coming a second harvest. And it's going to be, when he harvested, he's going to throw it into the great wine press of the raft of God. Can I tell you, we have never, never on this earth seen the total raft of God. He has destroyed the earth one time by water, but even then he had mercy on Noah and his family. But this raft, he will not hold back anything. And it's going to be horrible and awful. They say that this, uh, this wine press and the wine press was trodden without the city and the blood came out of the wine press even into the horse's bridle by the space of 6,000 um, and six furloughs. Huh? I'm sorry, by a space of 1,600 furloughs. I should have marked down how far that is. You know how far that is, Brother Rock? It's, uh, I think it's 10 per mile. Okay. Anyway, if you come up with that, give it, give it back to us. They say that this is the final revelation that's marked just a little bit over in Revelation 19 and 19. There's not a lot said about it. I believe there's more said about it in different places and this is one of them. But that final battle, when the Antichrist gets thrown into the, the bottomless pit, that's not the final battle, folks. There's another one coming. And that's what this is about. And that long valley, the Valley of Megiddo, is what they say, is where this is going to be. It's a wide, broad valley. They said when the Jews came in, they couldn't do anything with it because it was swampy and you couldn't grow anything. And it said that they, they uh, at, the bottom, at the farthest point down of the valley, uh, that they put some big pumps in there and they've been pumping it out. And now when you go to that valley, it's beautiful and lush and all. But they say if the valley is not pumped out, it will collect. And that's how this blood collects in that valley. It's like a big bowl holding on. How far did y'all get? 180 miles. 180 miles that blood's going to flow. Amen. Up to the horse's bridles. I'm planning on going out. Amen. First time. Amen. But I want to give you some hope, folks. It's not going to get better. That's contradictory. I want to give you some hope. It's not going to get any better. It's not. But our hope is not in this world. Our hope is not in what's going on today in the elections and you know, we're, I don't know how it's worked out, but we're constantly in cycle of elections. It's not in the elections. It's not in our government. It's not in some foreign power that we think will come up and uh, take over our country and be better than what we got now. No! 
our hope's in Jesus. Amen. Amen. And by Him and Him alone are we able to make heaven our home. Teresa, come get us a song and let's uh, look unto the Lord here this evening. And um, He is coming. If you want to do a little study, a little side study on something, study the branches. Study the branch. Study our relationship with the vine. That's over in John. Uh, matter of fact, Brother um, Brother T preached from that particular chapter this week. Ver first verse, I can't remember. I think it was the second, second service. He preached from it uh, over in John. But the first verse of that said, I am the vine. I am the branch and ye are the vine. Forgive me. Hey, John. Huh? I don't think it was John. Huh? Yes, what, what chapter is that over in John? I think it's like six. Nope, not six. Not eight. Fifteen. That's right. I remember. No, I never did remember. I am the vine. I am the true vine. And my father is the husband. Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. And every branch that beareth fruit, he purgeth, that it may bring forth more fruit. Now ye are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. Abide in me, and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine, no more can ye, except ye abide in me. I am the vine, and ye are the branches. He that abideth in me, and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me, ye can do nothing. Amen. So, let's come. Let's ask the Lord to help us. To renew us, revive us, and to encourage us to reach out toward others. Amen. Amen.